damn thing pretty. Unless you're talking about the bridge and seaport. Even from the seats in the upper decks, you can see the seashore. Tailgate function with the corny aside. Just walk from the tribal building for the Padres. I'm on it. Yeah, because for the 619, we'll knock you down. Anything for the brown, put it on the town. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knocking them down. Baby says she want to go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 271 of the Talking for Hours podcast and YouTube show. I'm your host, Ben Fadden. Today, reviewing Manny Machado and Jerks and Profar's 2022 seasons. He had the off day in the World Series yesterday, so there's nothing to talk about with that game. Game six is tonight. It will be, I believe, at five o'clock, a little after five o'clock. Fernando Valdez on the mound for the Astros, and then the Phillies, I believe it's Zach Wheeler. I think he's dealing with some fatigue issues in his arm, but that's, I mean, he's their ace. So you put him out there in, in the World Series here at the end of the year. Uh, I, I think the I want to see a game seven just as a baseball fan because the Padres are already out. And uh, I think the Phillies have a good chance of doing that. I don't think Framber Valdez is going to pitch as good as he did in game two. Uh, he was dominant. I thought he was probably cheating, but that's another thing. Um I think the Phillies can win game six and push it to a game seven tomorrow, which would be amazing, right? Uh, Winner take all for the World Series, like sign me up for that. Uh, But getting to the Padres here, I'll get to Machado and Profar seasons. If you have any questions or comments, feel free, if you're live here, to put them in the chat. Uh, Subscribe to this YouTube channel, like this video, daily Padres content here. Turn on those notifications so you don't miss whenever I go live, whenever I put a video out. Uh, and then if you're listening on the podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, you can leave a review. I definitely appreciate you tuning in here. Uh, I wanted to start just briefly here with Jim Bowden. He is a former general manager. I believe he was the general manager for the Reds at one point. And he's now like a reporter and insider. And he writes for The Athletic as well. And yesterday he released his top 25 MLB free agent list assuming like guys opt out. So like Rizzo, Rizzo was in there, assuming he opts out to Grom. Um, and so his top 25, and then he made, I think, a prediction on what he would get or what that player would get in the free agent market. And one of those players was Andrew Benintendi. Um, he, he's a left fielder. So you think that's a fit, right? Profar leaves or he opts out or if he doesn't, go into that player option. If he declines the player option, then yeah, they need a left fielder. So Benintendi would be a fit for the Padres. He did list the Padres as a fit. But what I didn't really understand was he said that, or he thinks that Benintendi will get five years, $85 million on the free agent market. $15 million a year, five years. Benintendi, I believe is 29 years old. I could be wrong on that, but I think that's what it is. 29 years old. He hit five home runs in 126 games in 2022. Now, Jim Bowden, he might end up being right that Benintendi gets $75 million from some team. But the Padres, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm obviously going to get into free agents and stuff when the offseason really gets going, when this World Series is over. Uh, But, I mean, just briefly here, for a guy that hit less home runs than Profar did, in uh, 2022, I mean, Profar hit 10 more home runs than Benintendi did. 
And remember that rumor that I talked about a couple of days ago with Profar. Uh, there was someone that predicted Profar would get Keith Law, I think, predicted Profar would get 15 to 18 million dollars a year. Well, if Benintendi's getting 15 million a year, I'll just keep Profar. Like he's comfortable here. We know what he's going to give the Padres. Uh, I'll just keep him here. He can switch hit. Like I'd rather have Profar than Benintendi, to be honest. Uh, if we're giving 15 million dollars a year to them, and I, I don't have to give Profar five years, you know, I wouldn't even give Benintendi five years. Like I expect him to consistently produce for five years. I don't know if I want to do that. You know, there's more pressing needs than to give five years to a left fielder, right? I think giving three years, okay. Uh, there's other left fielders out there. David Peralta, uh, just to name a few here, obviously on the trade market too. But Peralta, um, Jock Peterson, maybe. Uh, maybe he's more of a DH guy, but he could play the outfield a little bit. Or maybe they just move Soto to left and have Tatis go to right and you have Grisham in center, right? Like, there's a ton of options that are probably better than five years, $75 million for Andrew Benintendi. So... I just wanted to get that out there. Fangraph's value metric, uh, which converts war into a dollar number, thinks that Benintendi was worth $22.4 million in 2022. I, I disagree with that. For a guy that played less than 130 games uh, and hit five home runs, but okay. Uh, he's probably better defensively than Profar is, um, but I just wouldn't give 15 million a year for five years for Benintendi. Maybe I'm wrong. If I am, let me know. I don't think I am. Um, all right, moving to Manny Machado and Jerks and Profar. We'll start with Manny. NL MVP this year, I think. I hope. I doubt that it's going to happen, though. Um, Paul Goldschmidt won the Players Choice National League Outstanding Player of the Year yesterday. I'm sure that you didn't really even know that because. Major League Baseball doesn't even, like, announce those awards very well. Um, I didn't, like, they announced it during SportsCenter yesterday on ESPN. Like, it was not pub publicized, like, okay, we're going to announce them then. Like, I'm sitting there watching SportsCenter, and in the middle of a segment, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Goldsmith won NL Outstanding Player of the Year, Sergio, Al not Sergio, he's a Padre, Sandy Alcantara or used to be a Padre, Sandy Alcantara won Outstanding Pitcher of the Year, Acuna won Comeback Player of the Year, uh, Judge won Player of the Year. Like, Major League Baseball is not good at promoting when awards are being announced and stuff like that. But that's what happened. Players voted on that, and if players are voting for Goldschmidt, I would think that the writers are going to vote for Goldschmidt or Arenado and not Manny, um, because we know that there's writers out there that still don't like Manny Machado and you can't really not like Paul Goldsmith, at least from, I don't think he's done things like dirty. Right. Um, but that's another conversation, you know, Padre fans, we know who Manny is. We know that he is a great teammate. This guy plays every day. He works his butt off when he's hurt to get on the field to help his team. Like if you, what is an MVP, most valuable player? I, I get Goldsmith maybe winning the most outstanding player based on numbers, but the most valuable player, it's Manny Machado this year. 7.4 Fangraphs war, 150 games, 
298 average, 366 on base percentage, 531 slugging percentage, 159 OPS plus. The league average is 100. Um, 100 runs scored, 102 runs driven in, hit 32 bombs, hit another four in the postseason, two of them in the NLCS. One was off of Max Scherzer in the postseason. Another was off of uh, Clayton Kershaw in game, was that game one? No, game two of the division series. They ended up winning that game. He drove in another run in that game. Uh, was huge in that seventh inning, I want to say, or was it, I think it was seventh, where Suarez got that ground ball to him. He looks back, uh, Bellinger on third, throws it over to first, to Myers, to make sure that guy doesn't score. Um, I mean, he showed up in the postseason. I, he, in, in the regular season, he drove in 11 or more runs in every month of the season. Uh, he hit 310 or better in March and April, if you combine those two months, then in May and in August. June 19th, obviously, he has that ankle sprain, and he's back June 30th. Uh, like, he was rehabbing around the clock. He wasn't getting a ton of sleep. And you talk about MVP like valuable to his team and wanting to be out there and caring about being out there. I'm not saying Goldie and Arenado don't care about being out there, but a team that needs him rehabs around the clock. He drives to Los Angeles from Arizona because remember the Arizona series at Chase Field was before that Dodger series starting June 30th. He drives from Arizona to LA to make sure that the pressure, uh, there wasn't like swelling, more swelling, like lower the pressure or something on his ankle so that he's ready to play June 30th and come back. Sure, there's fans that might say, well, he missed nine days or nine games anyway. Nine days, I think it was. Or, yeah, nine games. Should have just put him on the IL. But Manny is the captain of this team. Like He decides if he's on the IL or not. And he thought that he could come back before those 10 days. And he missed nine games, so you could have put him on the IL. But the fact that he didn't go on the IL and he was rehabbing and he was running in the outfield before the 10 days were up, that or before the 10 days would have been up on the IL, after we thought he, like, shattered his ankle in Colorado, that's just amazing to me. That's That's a guy that really did care about being on the field. And you talk about valuable. He knew that the Padres needed him. And they did. They were fighting till that last weekend of the regular season to get into the postseason. And without him, are the Padres in the postseason? I don't think so. Without Paul Goldschmidt, are the Cardinals in the postseason? You can make a case. Without Arenado, are the Padres in, or are the Cardinals in the postseason? You can make that case. Uh, I, I know I've already made my case for Manning to be an MVP multiple times in previous episodes, but I just wanted to go through that again. Uh, because why not? Manny Machado had a tremendous year, and I know that because he had a tremendous year, we're all thinking about, well, maybe not all of us, maybe some of us didn't know this, but I'm thinking about, well, he has the opt-out after 2023. That's in the back of my mind. I'm not thinking about it, like bringing it up all the time on on my show here or on Twitter, but if he has another MVP caliber year, is he going to opt out after 2023 to go get more than $30 million a year? He could come back to the Padres, but I mean, that's what the opt-out's there for, right? I mean, 
For me, I thought at the beginning of this contract, the opt-out was there after 2023 in case the Padres' plan to contend wasn't there. If they were winning 80 games instead of 90, or they were winning 75 games instead of 90, then Manny can opt out and be like, well, you didn't, you guys didn't follow through here. It's not working. I'm going to go somewhere else to contend. But it's clear, NLCS this season, it is working. And so I think he's going to stay. I think he's fine with $30 million a year. And he wants to win a World Series. So if the Padres are contending, if they have a good year this year, he's going to stay. Maybe they renegotiate and they give him $35 million a year or something like that. But I don't see why Manny would leave the Padres, especially if they haven't won. Like, if they win this year, okay, do whatever you want, to be honest. Like, I'll always love him. You can go to the Marlins, finish your career in Miami. Okay, you won a World Series. Like, whatever. But if they don't win this year, but they're still contending, this guy wants to win a World Series. And his message with the Padres have has been, I want to win a World Series for San Diego, for this city, for these fans. Um, so... If he hasn't done that and they're still contending, why would you leave? You're getting $30 million a year, right? I, I just don't see why you would leave. Um, Coronado seems like a good place to be living, $30 million a year. You have an owner that loves you, an owner that is trying to win and is spending money. You have an owner that's saying, I kind of like spending money. You can't take it with you. All right. That sounds like the perfect scenario for Manny Machado if I were him. So I'm not paying attention too much to that opt-out. It's in the back of my mind if he has a really good season again, but I, I don't see him opting out. Uh, but overall, a tremendous season for Manny. I think he's the NL MVP. If you're taking the MVP literally most valuable player instead of just the uh, the BP, the best player, or the TBP, the best player award, um, I'm going with Manny. If you're taking the award literally by what the words say on it, most valuable player. Uh, great season by Manny. Again, he, he homered in every postseason series. He was great defensively. I think it's a joke, uh, as I've already said pre, uh, multiple times previously, that he was not nominated, that he was not a finalist for the Gold Glove. I know it's the Nolan Arenado Award, and they're going to name it after him one day. Uh, but to not be... A finalist? Come on, that's a joke. Uh, but a great year for Manny. Moving to Jerks and Profar, two and a half Fangraphs war, 152 games this season, a 243 average, 331 on base percentage, a 391 slugging percentage, 111 OPS plus, 82 runs scored, 58 runs driven in, and 15 home runs. Uh, Better year than Andrew Benintendi had, right? Like, I'm not giving Profar 15 million a year. Definitely not giving Benintendi 15 million a year for five years, like Jim Bowden thinks he's going to get. Uh, but Profar, I am proud of what he did. I mean, going into this year, right? We were like, ah, well, Preller, maybe he didn't fill that left field hole. We were thinking about, say, Suzuki, and we need that power back. Chris Bryant was thrown around during the offseason a little bit. Um, Looks like Profar did okay. Looks like Preller was all right there, not getting an outfield, not getting a left fielder. We brought in Matt Beatty, and it's like, okay, bench. We had Nomar Mazzara. Okay, Trace Thompson. But Profar was playing every day in left field. Looks like that was the right choice by AJ. 
another correct decision by AJ Preller that helped this team get to the NLCS. Uh, and so obviously I have full, full faith in AJ Preller to make this team better this off season and at least, or at least make this team as good as they were this season. Uh, and you're bringing Tatis back. So you think you're going to be a better team anyway. Um, I have full faith in him, but getting back to Profar, career best F4, like I said, two and a half, played over 150 games. He missed some time with, uh, what was it, the, the, the concussion. He missed time with the concussion because Abrams kneed him in the head there as they were going back, uh, colliding there. I think that was the Manny walk-off game, if I remember correctly, against the Giants, hit the walk-off home run. Uh, so they won it for Profar there, and Profar ended up being fine. So that was great. I loved him in the leadoff spot. I'll say that. You know, switch hitting, getting on base pretty consistently, the long at-bats in the wild card series. He obviously has that home run in game one. Um, he has the go-ahead hit in game two of the division series that scored Crony. I mean, he was very, very good for the Padres this season. and. Whenever I bring up on Twitter, at Talking Friars, by the way, or uh, just on social media in general, or on the show, whenever I bring up, well, I don't feel like bringing Profar back this year. That's not anything against him. I think he deserves whatever money he gets in the free agent market. I'm just not going to double his salary like some people think he's going to get in free agency this year. I'm not willing to double the salary. He made... The player option is seven and a half million dollars for 2023. You double that, that's 15. I'm not giving him double the salary. He had a great year, but it was a career year for him too in terms of Fangraphs War. Um, is he going to do that again next year? I don't know. I don't doubt him, but I just don't think that he's going to get a lot better like I don't I don't see uh, a 20 home run season in him I don't see a four win season for him I just don't Um, that's who you pay 15 20 million dollars a year for I'm okay paying Profar 10 million a year like I know if he declines that player option you're gonna have to give him more money the team, whatever whatever team he goes to is going to give him more money than the $7.5 million. He is a Boris client, so I think he's going to decline, to decline the player option. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, I $10 million is what I'd be willing to give him. I don't know how much more I'd be willing to give him because there's other free agents out there that you can get. There's $1 million deals, or not $1 million, There's one-year deals, like for $7, $8 million for $9 million that you could give to guys. Uh, if Profar is going out there and getting a four-year deal for 12, 15, maybe even more, more than $15 million a year, that's too much, I think, for a guy um, that had a two-and-a-half war this year. I mean, I'd rather spend that money elsewhere for like a power bat for first base or DH. I'd rather spend that money on Jose Abreu or Anthony Rizzo Someone like that, or bringing back Nick Martinez on a starter deal for for a fourth starter, Kodai Senga, um, then overpaying for Profar. That's just me. Uh, But let me know in the chat. Let me know in the chat who would you 
well not who would you how much money would you be willing to give profar on a year-to-year basis so aav average annual value how much money per year would you give profar what's your limit and then if it goes over that limit if scott boris comes to you and says you know what all right you're asking you're offering 10 million a year we're offering 12 we want 12 or we want 15 there's another team here that's willing to offer more than 10. are you willing to do that my limit is kind of right now it's around 10 million dollars like if they go a little over that maybe depends i guess on the deal but um if it's much more than 10 i just don't know if that's if the Padres are going to want to do that to be honest but i i I was proud of the year that Profar had a bounce back year, probably his best year defensively. Uh, all the assists that he has, or that he had, I mean, his arm was a great, great surprise this year. I did not think that that was going to happen. Um, but he got career high 36 doubles, a 745 OPS in 90 leadoff games, or 90 games that he was the leadoff batter. Uh, reach base in the postseason in 11 of the 12 games that the Padres played. He was huge for this Padres team, but I think that there's another left fielder that can be huge for the Padres in 2023 other than Profar if Profar's price gets higher than what the Padres want. like I don't think he's a guy you overpay for. All right, let's get to the chat here. Before I do, this episode brought to you by Gagleon Bros Famous Cheesesteaks and Garlic Fries. GagleonBros.com is the website. Main location on Friars Road. They're also located inside Snapdragon Stadium um, during the Aztecs game today if you want to stop by there. And during the Padres season, obviously, inside Petco Park. Great food. I definitely recommend you check those guys out. All right, getting to the chat here. Tupac13 says he's the captain in my eyes, referring to Manny. Yep, totally agree. What's up, Irie? Tupac13 says, I don't think the Padres are going to let him walk. I think he's talking about Manny. Uh, Yeah, if he opts out, I think they'll bring him back. Like, they'll give him a pay raise, if that's what he wants, to keep him. Um, Manny is huge for this city. Uh, You know, Tatis was like the face of the organization. It's Manny. It is definitely Manny now. It's Manny, it's Soto, and Tatis is still one of them because he's Fernando Tatis Jr., but obviously what he did this past season, I mean, it was a hit to his reputation, that's for sure. Manny's the captain of this team. He is the guy that had an MVP season this year and helped the team get to where they did. Fernando did not do that at all. Uh, Irie says, hashtag keep Myers. They can. I think Myers is going to have to accept a team-friendly deal in order for that to happen. Um, He's another guy I'm not overpaying for, right? Like, I think if the Padres do bring him back, it's not as a starter. I think it's as what he did last year, um, coming off the bench, playing first base some games, play the outfield some games, uh, DH some games, but probably off the bench. I don't know if he's willing to do that. Or maybe he's super pissed off about the NLCS and wants to win a he wants to finish his career winning a World Series with the Padres or at least getting there. But if this was his last year with the Padres, I did a Will Myers re- season review 
uh, already. You can check that out on podcast platforms and on this YouTube channel. If he has last year with the Padres, I think we can be extremely proud of that year, of this year. And I think he can be proud of the way that it ended. Um, getting to the NLCS, right? All those bad seasons, you, you got somewhere that the franchise never got to since 1998, right? They never got to an NLCS at Petco Park before this year. So um, I think he and the fan base can be proud of that. Uh, Iris says Profar is worth like seven, eight million dollars. He has the same value as Will, in my mind, maybe a little less because he's not as versatile. Um, I think that Profar will be worth more than Will. He would get more than Will on the free agent market. Both are going to be free agents because the Padres are not bringing. They're not going to give Myers twenty million dollars on a club option. Profar plays every day. Uh, he had a two and a half F WAR last year. Uh, he was a leadoff hitter a lot last year. He could have been in that gold glove conversation, at least as a finalist. Um, he hit 15 home runs last year. He had a better year than Will did. Will had some injuries. So I think Profar, I disagree there. I think Profar will get more than $7, 8000000 million because that's what his player option is. He'll just take that then if that's what he thinks his value is because um, he's comfortable with the Padres. With Will, I mean... I think you could see him getting one for six, one for seven, if he wants to return here. I think as a starter, I think the Rockies are probably going to be interested in him because he's hit really well there. Uh, I think he could get double digits as a starter from one team. I think a team will be willing to do that. Uh, but pro far, I think there could be a team that's willing to give him $12 million a year. I don't think the Padres should be that team. Christopher, okay, she said about her limit, uh, says Profar, I say 9 to 10 million per year. His defense was great. He's a great locker room guy, sometimes a nice table setter, but we could ask for more out of a left fielder. I agree. Left fielders on the market, I mean, the free agent market, it's not strong with left fielders, but they need to get better at hitting fastballs, and Jock Peterson can be that, but I know he's more of a DH guy sometimes, uh, platoon, right? Um, nine to 10 million. That's the range I'd be willing to get. I'd definitely be willing to give him that, uh, if he's willing to take that, I think that there's going to be another team though, that will be willing to give him more than that. And Boris is going to ask for more than that. And there's going to be a team at the end of the day that says, yeah, I'm going to give him this. Uh, but there's like Conforto out there. Don't know how much he would command because he didn't play last year at all. Um, I'm just trying to think of other. David Peralta, already talked about Peterson, Benintendi. There's other guys out there. There's other options. I, I just, I'm not willing to overpay for Profar. That's just my stance on it. Um, I agree, Irie. She says, I wouldn't, or he, I don't know if it's a he or she, I wouldn't overpay for Myers or Profar. I agree. They're around the same player right now, performance-wise, Myers. Right now, uh, oh, wait. Myers would blow his numbers out of the water if he could stay healthy. That's his problem. He could definitely blow his numbers out of the water, but I don't think they want him as their everyday first baseman. That's my point. Like, And I don't think they want him as 
an everyday outfielder either. I think they want him as a platoon guy, a bench guy, and so you don't give him more money than you would give Profar. Mills says Azokar might fill in nicely for Profar. Kid just needs more playing time, and we need some young, fast blood in the lineup. I disagree there. I disagree that Azokar can fill in nicely for Profar. Like, so Profar was a starter every day in left field. You think Azokar can be an everyday starter? I don't think so. And produce better than what Profar did? I don't think so. Uh, he can fill in for Grisham sometimes in center. He's a good bench piece as a speed guy, defense, but filling in for Profar as a leadoff guy, you think he's going to produce a two-war? I don't see that. All right, I think that's it. Talking Friars podcast, YouTube show episode 271. Talk a little Ben Benintendi, Manny, Profar. I definitely encourage you to subscribe to this YouTube channel if you have not already. Turn on those notifications so you know when I go live and you know when a new video is out. Thank you so much for tuning in here, whether that's on YouTube, watching live or on replay, or it's on the podcast platforms. I appreciate it. Daily Padres content here. Thank you so much. Ben Fadden signing off. Have a great day, everyone. Enjoy Game 6 of the World Series tonight. See ya.